This week on Cinematics, there's always a better way. This is Spawn Part 2. You made a deal, you stupid son of a bitch. You made a deal with Malbolgia. You cut a deal for your soul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Cinematics. I'm Ryan. Yeah, and today we're going to be talking about more Spawn. Mm. Part two in our, our little uh, Spawn series, I guess you could say. The Spawn Saga. The Spawnathon. The Spawnathon. <laughs> that's what I called it on Twitter the other day. It was the Spawnathon. That's, that's I was really great. proud of myself. That's, that's good. That's great. <laughs> um, so. Let's jump right into it. Right. Last week, we talked about uh, season one of the animated series, and we talked about the, the movie. movie. Um, so why don't you give us a little bit of a highlight? Okay, so we talked about Spawn the movie. Wasn't the greatest movie, but I was thinking about it too, and I was like, you know, I'm, I'm glad I saw this movie, because if I didn't mix, or if the people at the video store didn't mix it up, with, with the show, with the show, I would have, I probably wouldn't have found the show. I might have because it was also on like late night Teletoon at like Fridays or something. Oh, when they had all those weird, yeah, when they know, had like not quite kids show animated shows <laughs> yeah, that were on. Yeah, yeah, I remember those. Yeah, so I mean, as much as I don't like that movie, I'm I'm glad I found it. But like, I, so I thought, so you went into looking for the animated series, didn't you? No, I went in looking for the live action. Oh one. right, and then yeah. you got the animated series, and we're scarred for life because <laughs> <laughs> because it's not meant for ten year olds uh, or eight year olds or yeah, old. You yeah, were. but yeah. I'm I'm you know what? I'm just I'm glad I found it because if all I knew was the Spawn movie, maybe my taste in movies would be a lot different now as well. I mean, it's very possible. I can definitely see in in a lot of the stuff in your writing and what we talk about that you're definitely influenced very influenced by spawn and things like it which is really yeah. interesting um we wanted to note as well something we didn't note last time which is that the show uh is the winner of several uh emmy awards um or no wait uh, yeah two emmy awards it has won from 98 99 it also won a couple of golden reels from 98 and 99 as well um so a yeah. worthy show it's nasty um, shit, man. It's a good show. It is. And it's it's dark and it's heavy and it's not at all the movie. But and we spent pretty much the whole episode just bashing the movie. Kind of bashing the movie, <laughs> talking about that. Yeah. Um so let's jump right into the the rest of the show. Yeah. Um season two. Let's start with season two. Let's start with season two. Um my impression you you are more of the expert on this than me. I'm I'm the newcomer to this this IP. Yeah, fair enough. Um so from my perspective, the impression I got is season one of the show is by far the best season of the show. Oh, okay. I felt as as mm -hmm. far from a from a critical standpoint, the storytelling in season one was much was really really well done. Mm -hmm. The uh, the style of the show was really defined, and it was it was a, it was stylistic without being too stylistic, and it was like exactly vague enough that you didn't really know what was going on. Right. And you wanted to know more. Yeah. Um. And then we hit season two, and to me, it felt, from that point on, it felt rushed. Okay, you know, okay. Season one felt um, complete. It felt like it did what it needed to do, and it moved from place to place at a good pace. 
Um, and then we hit season two and there was a lot of stuff happening in every episode and the episodes are short, you know, they're mm. 20 minutes. Right. So we're not talking about like game of Thrones where a lot of stuff is happening, but it's like an, an hour. hour. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it, it feels to me, it feels rushed. Um, and it feels like there's a lot more exposition and a lot more getting caught up in its own sort of world and story and, yeah. and leaving behind the characters and what's actually happening in place of explaining backstory right having said that it's still really good so yeah and i don't know personally well i don't know i i wouldn't say season two is my my favorite season out of all of them like i think season one is the better season but i think personally like i just the thing that really gets me on season two is the stuff with chapel right and the stuff with the taxi driver mm-hmm. like that's i don't know it just oh that taxi driver we briefly touched we, on that yeah. and i didn't know what it was and then yeah. the next episode i sat down and i was like oh shit there it is yeah man he's a nasty bastard and that room with all the corpses all the where dead he hung, had them all hung up yeah you know? it looked like they've been there for like months getting his solace for mal bougie <laughs> mal bougie good old bougie yeah. down in uh the miami beach hell oh actually there. that's a that's another thing i want to explain too from the comics oh um mal bougie isn't the devil in no. the comics so basically how it works is there's all these different levels of hell and mal bougie is on the eighth level i think so there's so he's, all he's pretty far down. Yeah, he's pretty far down or high up or however you want to say powerful, see it. whatever. Yeah, it is, yeah. Um, I guess depending on what level of hell. But yeah, there's all these. And there's like Violator. He comes from that level of hell. But there's all these other things like Violator that come from the other um, levels of hell. Oh, so there's a part in the movie where he's like, I'm not the vindicator or the victimizer, blah, 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 blah. He's actually possibly. Those are actual references to demons like him in hell. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. That makes that scene a little bit more. Uh, Just makes a little, a little more sense anyway, or yeah. whatever, whatever you want to call it. It, it has, it, it makes it seem a little bit more relevant, even if it's not necessarily. Yeah, even if they're just mentioned, like they could have mentioned Sam and Twitch in the movie. <clears throat> <clears throat> Anyways, we won't talk about that. <laughs> um, so what happens in season two? Basically, my summary, Spawn mopes around for half the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, then kind of gets his shit together because there's these people selling drugs who are pretending to be priests. Yep. And also a guy who almost kills Terry because he kills black people and other <laughs> people of color. Yeah. Um, and so eventually, after enough people die, Spawn gets his shit together and kills a bunch of them. Yeah. And the whole time, there's this narrative that goes, or narration that goes over top of it. I, I wanted to ask you how you feel about that, because I haven't read as much of the comics. I've done some reading in preparation for this episode, but I didn't have enough time to get as much done as I wanted to. Right. But I'm curious what you think about the narration, not necessarily just in season two, but in season three. Just too. in even in the series as a whole. Yeah, I, it felt more appropriate in season one. Yeah, because it it mm-hmm. sort of was building up this character and it was yeah, giving us yeah, some you know yeah. relevant information. But then I felt like when we hit season two and three, it just I, became like, oh, like, we need to repeat this. Yeah, it feels like it repeats itself. It's just oh well, this was our this was our um, uh, our our thing in the first season, yeah. so it's got to be our thing for the next two. But then he's and, just spewing like holier than thou yeah ballad. yeah i i don't know i'm not a big i'm not a big fan of the narration like i, I think it works in the first season because it's establishing spawn and it's establishing the world and everything mm-hmm. and i don't know like you couldn't 
you couldn't throw the narration in at random times. So I, I don't know. I just see in a way it works, but in a way, like I'd say it kind of feels slow, especially by the third season. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, man, it just feels like it's, it's going around in circles. Like it's like, yep. okay, spawns drawn to this fucking graveyard. The spawns drawn here. Spawn feels this spawn feels that it's like, and I, and I guess it, it kind of indicates a little bit of the cyclic nature because the the seasons do that too. You know, season one, Spawn st- starts off not really knowing anything about himself. And through the course of the season, he sort of builds up this character. And you're like, oh, he's starting to become a good guy. And maybe we're, maybe he's going to change. And maybe he'll he'll beat Malbougie's <laughs> – uh, I'm just going to keep calling him that. Yeah, go ahead. Beat Malbougie's, like, curse of his, his, like, deal that he struck with him. And then season two starts up, and we get this really big narrative at the beginning of the season where we're being talked at by Cogliano, Cogliostro, Cogliostro, yeah. Um, and we're just being talked at about this is fun, and it's like a recap sort of. Um, and then we just get back to him being mopey and not knowing himself yeah. and being grumpy. And then he builds through season two, and then we hit season three, and he starts season three kind of mopey and like yeah, not doing yeah, things just, again. Yeah, it's it just spawn starts to go somewhere, and then. He just falls flat. And I don't know, maybe like it is kind of within people to do that. Like we were talking, well, like we were talking before, but it's like, okay, we kind of like, we understand that. Like, let's see him go somewhere now. Like, yeah. And, and I wonder, like, I don't know. Like where, where season three left off should have been where season two ended. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then also that, that begs the question, oh, we're rushing again, but we, they could have done that without, adding more content like it could have just been as simple as all the stuff in yeah, season two say like, the same but now he's well and grown. I, I i think there was a lot of things in specifically season season two and three that could have been cut out yeah completely like yeah. i don't know i just like the stuff with the uh and nsc or whatever where terry's going around like investigating and then there's like spawn and kind of the middle of it and everything and then some of the stuff i mean i'm not we're not going to talk about season three yet, but some of the well, stuff I mean, we could, uh, yeah, we could, but like, um, there are some cool elements in season three, but that just don't really go anywhere. Yeah. Well, and, and that's kind like, of, I'm the glad they're in, there because they're creative the and they're cool and they kind of flip things on their head and everything, but they just don't really go anywhere. But I, I think there's a couple of elements in season two and three like that, you know, like, or, and, and season one, like look at that Angela. Yeah. Angela. You know, yeah. I mean, it, it, it does introduce to us, that there is going to be characters coming, but like either it needed to come back more or something needed to happen because season two, they kind of drop it. Right. Yeah, and, they then, drop it. and then we get to season three. So maybe now let's transition and we can talk a little bit about season three because then yeah. it comes back, but we still don't see that character. Right. Yeah. So Angela, that, that, Angela's yeah. completely gone. Like why so, not introduce us to Jade instead? Well, we could, we could talk about the, uh, the, the, problem the problems with image comics and mm. why those mm. characters might not have right come back. okay so let's 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 finish talking about season three okay. and then we'll come to that in a minute so um i think as far as i, I like i noted i noted here that we maybe want to talk about differences in style and storytelling and and mm. things like mm. that um and i don't know that there is that much of a difference i mean they do a really good job of keeping a consistent tone consistent themes consistent style so much so that again it kind of becomes cyclical from season to season mm-hmm. yeah you, there's new villains there's new characters every season like, but i'd say like between between season season one and two 
the animation pretty much stays the same. Mm-hmm. But I feel like in season three, just because probably because of Jade and like you know, um, the like the vampire and stuff, that it it feels a little bit more anime, like just the how the how the faces are drawn and I, stuff. I, yeah, I feel I, like it they went with a little bit more of an anime approach just because it had more of like a fantastical element than season two did. Yeah, I mean, season two is gritty and it's it's people in the gutter doing shitty things, but season yeah. three is definitely more of a, you know, heaven and hell are starting to settle in kind of thing yeah. now. Hey? Yeah, exactly. Um, interesting. Yeah, because I, I, you mentioned before that you wanted to talk about animation and I didn't, I'm no animation expert, although I would love to do, and I would love more to animation. have an op- opportunity to work on some animation. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm i'm interested in in that because i didn't notice a difference mm. um it's it's very small though like 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 when, when you I've, say I've that you mean like in the eyes and in the face specifically yeah like um i don't know and it, it just seems like uh there's a lot there's a lot more detail in in the faces like it, they're just it's a little bit more brightly lit you see more of things where as in season two it was just i don't know it was it was going for us a certain style, I guess, same with season one. And then it, once this more fantastical element came in, it just, they tweaked it just a little bit mm-hmm. just to, cause I mean, I think the animation was actually made in Japan. I don't know. Oh, if there, I don't know if there's anything too relevant going on in the style of like Japanese animation at the time around um, 1999, I think, but 1999 for season three for season three. Well, According to IMDb, production company HBO Animation, um, oh, HBO Animation, Home Box Office, McFarland Films, other companies, Coco Enterprises, an overseas animation, um, which could be Japanese. Yeah. Uh, Sung Production, Sheen Production. Um, there's there's a few there that could be. Uh, it was either done in Japan or Korea. Okay. Or maybe they changed. Maybe they changed the companies that they used in the third season. It, it could have been. Could have been contract was up. They didn't want to do it anymore. I don't know. But it it just looked slightly different. Yeah, and and it, it's hard to find. Like I mean, we could do digging and find maybe find some information on that. But yeah, I don't I don't know if that would necessarily finding information. I feel on this show is just as difficult as finding spawn in those alleys, though. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, metaphors. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, I, I've definitely been doing some digging into the the backstory and the production and things, and there's not like like there's some stuff there, but it, there's not a lot well, that's readily available. Yeah, and like even when I because I I wasn't when I was trying to find stuff on this, I was when I was on IMDb, mm-hmm. I was looking for HBO's spawn, but it's actually you have to look up uh Todd McFarlane's spawn if you want to find it. Oh right, because yeah, so technically I was, like, it's... I was like, why can why can I find anything? And it was just like, yeah, you have to search up Todd McFarlane's spawn. I was like, oh, that makes sense because that's kind of what it's called. So well, I mean, that's one of the main production companies is McFarlane Films. So I mean, that would make sense. Yeah. Um, can we take a moment to talk about uh, mourn the loss real quick? Uh, we lost a character. For, uh, season one was a great season. There was a lot going on. Um, oh, and then season two, mm. uh, he 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 got you know he must have been getting old or he or he was bit I don't know but he just sort of started to slip and then the next thing you know he was just all right R I P Violator man yeah Violator like he's got he had some good shit in season two 
he had a little bit. Yeah, a little I bit. I mean, the first... But it was more notable than season three. Like, he, yes. I, I remember stuff that happened in season... I mean, season the three. opening for season two involved the Violator, at yeah. least. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he had some bigger scenes and more important roles to play with... Mm. Uh, with Jason Wynn yeah. that connected to the idea that he influences in the movie. I know, I know in the last episode we talked about how, or at least I talked about how I thought it was silly <laughs> that he got so involved, but having watched the show, I can see that like, but he didn't get involved on that level. No, he, he was didn't. just kind of there he, suggesting. He, things. he phoned him a couple times. He like messed with his head a bit. Yeah. Popped up in the TV once or twice. It wasn't anything super major. Yeah. Um, but he he did have some influence, and then season three rolls around, and and I think we get two maybe three scenes, no longer than two minutes each with him through the yeah. course of the entire season. You hardly see his fat ass. They're not really very relevant. I miss no, his fat I, ass. Yeah, yeah. He just he just shows up and just kind of commentates on things. Yeah, just makes like, some little side commentary that's meant to like talk to the audience a little bit. But like, yeah, you would think from a story perspective. You would think that because Coliostro or Coliostro, well, maybe, fucking... maybe, maybe what they were trying to do is they were trying to during Spawn's transition, Coliostro became Spawn's new clown in a way. But he, I mean, you know what I mean? From a from a like storytelling standpoint, yes. But they Coliostro just abandoned him. Took over the job that. Or not necessarily the job, but the the, the purpose that the yeah. violator served. Mm-hmm. The violator was there to guide and manipulate, and Coliostro essentially is trying to do the same thing, but he's on the other side. And, but from like a story world perspective and from a character perspective, there's no way the violator would take a back seat and let Coliostro manipulate yeah. and redirect him. Yeah, right? like exactly. They'd be, yeah, they'd be fighting. That's There'd totally be conflict true. there. Yeah, right? for sure. Like, yeah, you think that he'd at least try? It's just like I can see why Spawn would want to go with Coliostro just so. You know he, you know he has a different direction. He has more of a purpose, I guess. Well, and and Coliostro's offering him his life back. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. In a yeah. In, in a way. way. Yeah. You know he's never gonna get Wanda back, but at least he can. You know he can start. He can start new, right? Yeah. It's about moving forward. Okay, so well, here's another question: Why did he go go through all the trouble of getting his body back? Going all the way to Wanda's house, knocking on the door, seeing Granny, and then just like, nope, I'm leaving, and then just goes away. I think like, wh- I, what? Well, I don't know. A lot of a lot of the rules in this in this show and like even in the movie are kind of unclear, to say the least. Yeah. But he said like, oh, you know, uh, when, once you do this, once you allow the shroud to envelop you and everything, you'll, you can have your face back, you can have this, but eventually your body's going to start to decay. He didn't say how long it would take. So maybe when he went over to Wanda's, found Granny there, and she wasn't there, he's like, I don't know how much time I have. I'm just going to bounce, mm. and then I'm going to come back. Okay, yeah, no, I, 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 can, I can see how that would be. And mustering up the nerve to basically come back as a ghost. You know what I mean? Like in your past human form. True. You know. You know. That's a good point, actually. I mean, when you, when you think about the fact that he's been gone for five years, Wanda has a wife and a kid with his best friend. Well, she has a husband. Or that, yeah, a <laughs> husband and a kid with his best friend. Um, it would be hard as a person, I guess, to have to. Yeah, no. I, that I, could be I, like, I, I buy that. That could be kind of traumatizing too, right? Yeah. Like be like what the fuck and then he finally does muster up the courage to come back and he can't do it himself so let, let, let's <laughs> maybe just like very briefly morally morally yeah uh, i mean it's pretty fucked up that he just like takes the body of terry and then fucks her and then 
suddenly there's maggots everywhere. And he's like, oh, God, I'm turning back. I'm, and he runs I'm away. I'm going to bounce. I'm outie. And then. But, like, Wanda she, figures it out later, though. That it she was does. Him. She does. But only because he turns around and she sees Terry's face. Ter- Terry's face in, like, this demonic form. Yes. Yeah. Um, While Terry's on her shoulder, right? Yeah, exactly. So. Like, is it? <laughs> imagine if she was just like. Is there like two Terry's here? Oh my God! Why? But at least she's not what? that dumb in the movie yeah. or in the show. In I the mean. movie, she's kind of that dumb, but in the show, yeah. she's not. Yeah. Um. But then, cause she, she knows it's, it's uh, it's Al. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like she she's aware that this this. Oh yeah, because it's mentioned like several times yeah. that he's he's still with her and he's yeah. he's still watching over her and everything. Even though she's terrified of him and knows. But then I guess there's also that scene where where that I guess it's kind of the last reveal of the show, the last like backstory flash where we see him hit her. Oh yeah, yeah. Right, because because she's getting mad at or she's calling him out for being a murderer, which she what didn't know that he was a killer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she tells him to leave. So like obviously they didn't really like their relationship was maybe a little bit rocky mm-hmm. because of his career path. Yeah. Um, and and not only his career path, but just. Uh the where he was going as a person i guess you know what yeah. i mean yeah yeah well i mean he was he wasn't exactly like like i mean he didn't beat the shit out of her he no he he hit her and immediately yeah not not that we're contoning that because that's terrible no, no. but like at, at least he didn't murder her or something i suppose but yeah the whole the whole situation it was that dark that, turn that he was starting to take in yes. his life and and you you can you can kind of see because there, there also there's that other scene where um Maybe this. Oh, was this one after that, where he goes to the uh, Colonel? What's his? What's oh, his Far- Forsberg. For Forsberg, Forsworth, something like that. Yeah, Forsberg. Forsberg. Um, and uh, goes in there, and Forsberg kind of repeats that same line. He's like, "What have you become? You know, like I don't know who you are anymore." Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. You're, you're basically right. a, yeah. like you've turned into a monster. Like the NSC, and specifically, um, when and his missions have turned, have turned Al into something that he wasn't before. Um, oh, that that was when uh, that was when uh, they were guarding that mask. Yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, I they, thought they you guard... were talking about when he was in the prison when he actually no, saw no, Al yeah, as Swan. Okay, yeah. so when, okay, the, when yeah. he's guarding the mask in the flashback. Right? Yeah, and he's just got blood all over his face, and he just capped like ten people. And he's like, "What have you become?" Yeah, you know that that's like that's really really I think trying to tell us that that Al is a good person, you know, and we're meant to be on his side yeah and he went there he went there because he you know even though it was a huge dick move on al's part but like he went there to because forsberg would have the best chance of survival with him yeah because at least he they were friends right yeah he, he knew him and then it didn't end up working out anyways because he just brought him in and he got fucked over but yeah um, thrown in prison for like five to seven years or something yeah like long ass right. time so then season three ends. Season three ends, and he, uh, Spawn, Al, Al, Al yeah. Spawn goes to the granny, envelops her in his, what, what do they call it? The, his, the shroud. The shroud. The shroud. And allows her to speak with her dead husband mm. um, through the power of Mabuji. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, does essentially what he's told to do by the uh, the hunter the bounty hunter who came after him and that's yeah. do something good with a shroud well it wasn't even Coley Ostro kind of like telling him that too oh yeah but i don't think he gave but a shit about what Coley Ostro that's true thought, yeah right? he's like you're just some you're just some old man he's like you're, i don't you're just get an out old man here. who's giving who's annoying the piss out of me 
and the only reason I talk to you is because I have no choice. Yeah, he's like like uh Caliostro is kind of like preaching to him all the time whereas yeah. Jade actually just talked to him. She 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 connected with him as a person and, and she wasn't trying to really get anything out of Spawn, you know what I mean? Like no. she wanted like she's like, "Oh, you're you're different than the other ones." You have a good heart and, and therefore I will leave you be and they have their moment where it's implied that they bang, but like yeah, yeah, it kind of is, I guess. It's implied, but it's it's not shown, so we don't yeah. know. We'll never um, know. But I would think, based on the the way the the film or the show tries to show their progression of their relationship, I think they mm. very well might have. Um, but at the end of the day, it, it isn't really relevant. But it ends. He does this good thing with the shroud, and then he leaves away, leaving us with the line, "I want my humanity back," mm-hmm. which suggests that Spawn has gotten to a point where he is accepted and is joining the side of the light, not the side of, of hell. So he's not going to do what he's supposed to do as a hell spawn. Yeah. And he is instead going to try to redeem himself and get his body back and uh, be free from this agreement he made with Malbuji. And then the show ends. And then it ends. And I don't know why it ended. Do you know why it ended? I don't know. Um, I doubt I doubt it's where they would have wanted to leave the show off. No, it it, it definitely I mean, it was a major it was a major like, cliffhanger. Like it felt like they were expecting another season. Yeah. So I don't know if they got canceled or if they didn't have any funding or if they just decided to move on or or what happened there. Yeah, I'm I'm not really sure what happened there. I'm I'm guessing that the show just got canceled. You think canceled, hey? I think it got canceled. There's no way of knowing. No. Well, or I mean, I'm sure if we like did it, a lot of and uh, like this is, I think a good time to talk about the stuff that was kind of happening behind right. the scenes. Right. Okay. That... So before we start part four that we wrote down, let's let's jump ahead and, and come back to that uh, that part. But let's talk about characters and let's talk about okay. the story. Yes. Of Image Comics. <clears throat> so you know this better than I. Mm-hmm. So let's hear. Well, actually, I already found it out. What like in terms of the Image Comics thing. Yes. Well, actually, I only found it out a couple of days ago, but uh, pretty much what happened is there's there's characters that you see in the movie very briefly. Actually, there's only well, there's there's two characters I think you see in the movie very briefly. Well, actually, one of them, one of them, it has like a main role, and that's Caliostro. Yeah, we, you, we hear a lot or enough of him, anyways. Yeah. So there's there's him, and then Angela even has a. Well, I'd, I'd even say she pretty much has a cameo in the show because you see her once and then she fucks off and you don't know what happens. And I didn't her. even notice that she was there. In in the movie. In the right? movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She just walks, like, it's literally, like, twenty, not even 20 seconds, maybe, like, three seconds. Kind of like Twitch and Sam. Kind of like Twitch <clears> and <throat> Sam, exactly. But less saddening. Yeah, exactly, like, whatever. But, yeah, you just, you just see her wandering through this crowd. It, she just... She's got this like green dress on. She's got red hair, and so she's she got, matches the character. De- and she's design. got the spawn earrings on. Those oh little spawn, those yes, spawn yes. Logo earrings. Okay. And that's all you ever see of her in the movie. And I didn't even notice that. So yeah. Good on you for picking it up. Yeah. And but there's more to that, I think. Yeah. So there, during the 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 glory days of Image Comics. Ooh. When were the glory days of Image <clears throat> Comics? Say like like 91 to um, say 95 all right i guess i don't know anyways um 
because like spawn spawn also got a redesign in like the early 90s or like the late 90s in like 1997 i think he got a redesign as well in the same year that they were making the show yeah yeah and exactly. the movie he actually and he doesn't have the redesigned look in the show or the movie either i think it was 97 but he he looks he looks a lot he looks a lot more like a like meaner more more aggressive and yeah like yeah like he has he has like this big like boot thing that he wears that has like all these spikes and stuff it looks like he could just like crush someone's head with it dang like he looks mean but anyways so there was there was uh there were characters and one of them in the in the movie got replaced with another character so jessica priest right right oh yeah yeah yeah. because she replaces chapel she replaces chapel yeah so um there were sadly yeah there so basically what happened is in the 90s todd mcfarlane was writing spawn for for a number of issues i think he wrote like 50 issues or something of spawn holy crap really yeah so he, he i think he wrote and drew 50 issues of spawn issues like the one that book that I, i'm yeah, reading right now yeah, 50 of those I, yeah holy crap i think he did about 50 of those those are then, those are like pretty hefty for a comic oh yeah, book oh yeah like that they're, was they're more of a graphic novel than they are a, a well comic book. well those those are a bunch of different issues of oh okay so it's okay. not like they're one compilation it, it's right? not yeah yeah because yeah. there there are you as you're reading those you'll find out that you're kind of like there's there's things that happen in there that you're like okay what happened because they they only show like a certain amount of issues they're it's kind of like the the spawn greatest hits oh so it's it's not okay it's just key point i yeah see, I they're, see. Okay. they're basically the ones that are worth reading i the, guess the best issues combined to tell a semi-complete story exactly gotcha. so um so todd mcfarlane wrote spawn for so long and then he had and he could have still been writing it at this point. I'm not sure. But anyways, I don't think he was. But he had this other guy working for him named Robert Leinfeld, I believe his name was. And he created Chapel. He created Angela. He created uh, the medieval spawn, which is Cagliostro. Really? He yeah. created all? Oh. Yeah, he created like a number of characters. And the key characters too, not just like yeah. side side yeah, pieces. I'd, like I'd like Chapel's 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 like chapel's the most important one i mean he he's literally the reason spawn is spawn essentially right yeah exactly so pretty much what ended up happening is the this is what i heard was the agreement between the people at image comics was if you create a character it's yours so he was writing spawn and he created these characters to kind of like mix it up a little bit and make it a little more interesting and he's like todd mcfarlane's like oh i'm gonna use these characters in the movie blah 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 and he's like okay cool or like whatever yeah whatever happened and then he called todd mcfarlane up one day and he's like hey man where's my cut Ah. because he created these characters and then um and and and, the the creative rights to chapel and and, yeah exactly because that that was the stipulation if you create a character it doesn't matter if you're you're working on someone else's book or whatever yeah you own those characters so i don't i don't know if the, it was... the legalese wording can be really interesting because when it comes to contracts and and signing things and and dealing with copyright it's it's down to the letter sometimes mm-hmm. who owns it and yeah. how that plays out and if you if you know how to use it properly you can make or break something and if i'm not mistaken i think they're still fighting over 
who owns those characters. Really? I think. I'm not 100% sure. That that was the word on the streets. The word on the streets. My sources say. Oh, gosh. But, yeah. Um, so that's why we didn't see Chapel in the movie. We didn't really see Angela. And Kali Alstro could have been anybody, really. Yeah, he never drops a name. Oh, he does. Does he? Yeah, he does. Interesting. Okay, so he did let him use that one then. Maybe he just didn't want to give him too much of a cut. So he's like, well, I'm willing to part with yeah, this large he, of a percentage, so this is how many characters or, I can use. Or, yeah, or like, I don't know. But anyways, that, so wh- that was... So why then d- can they appear in the this show versus the movie? Because they were created at the same time. Mm-hmm. Well, my theory is that the show was actually in development before all this shit before happened. all this shit happened that makes sense then before he would the have movie, agreed because already. i think animation probably takes longer to do than oh animation can take forever yeah, yeah and it, it's, it's a pretty hard. like i mean if they're doing one season like it was probably in development who knows it could have been in development you know after the first two years of spawn for all we know true they could have been planning that forever because like there's a lot of there's a lot of like because for one the characters are better developed than in the movie which in the show well the i mean show. i I, th- I think that's just a, uh, by merit of the fact that it's a show though too right like one, yeah one they, of the, they one do of the have biggest, that advantage where it's a show and it's hbo as well one of the biggest reasons tv is making a comeback right now is because character development can be so much more you know t- hollywood and tv have fought forever over viewership you know because people you know there's yeah. the theater experience of hollywood and then there's like watching tv in your home or or however you watch your your shows yeah um and and they fluctuate back and forth there's times where people like movies better and, and right now shows are the in thing because you yeah. can dive into you a can story just, more yeah you can just become a recluse and just hang out at your house the and advent of binge watching <laughs> exactly thanks to our friend netflix every time you come out of your house you look like you look like one of the bums in uh, Spawn. Oh god, <laughs> it's like all crazy looking, and <laughs> you just got <laughs> like really you long seen hair. The sun in months, <laughs> she probably haven't. Um, Who, me? What did you say? I'm sorry, <laughs> I wasn't trying to be. I didn't mean it. <laughs> I, I didn't just... want to offend you. <laughs> I'm, I'm really offended right now. Well, it's okay. We're friends. <laughs> You're allowed to be offended, but you'll get over it. <laughs> um, all right. So let's let's talk a little bit about speculation because i know you had said before we started uh we're a little ahead of our schedule here but that's okay because we have some time we we have some ranting time we have some ranting time so let's let's speculate for a moment um if the show were to go into a fourth season Mm -hmm. um what do you think it would have been because there's i actually want to hear what you think what i think interesting okay i I guess because you you know you know the comics well, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know how closely the show actually follows the comics. There's Fair elements enough. in it, yeah. but I don't know if there was like, you know, the human woman carrying the hell spawn seed and all that. Like, I don't know if yeah. that was in the comics. I think it was, but I th- I don't know if it was like later, like how later on it was. And all right. Well, here, here's my speculation. This is, okay. this is very rough. This is, um, but this is what I would do. I think if I were taking this show as it was and progressing forward. So, we leave it with Spawn saying he wants his humanity back. We get this impression that he's trying to he's trying to become a better person. He's trying to break this three season cycle that we've got going on now. <laughs> yeah. Great. So we come back from season four, and if I were them, I would not start with him being mopey. I would start with him doing doing something. So 
probably he's trying to have him like stopping muggers and stuff (laughs) (laughs) stopping muggers (laughs) no but i mean i'm sure that there has to be some of doing something right you know there there would there would definitely have been another boss battle he would have had to fight with some kind of like mob or some kind of gang or something that was causing trouble Mm -hmm. in his alleys yeah but i think his focus would have turned to coleostro and trying to get his actual body back and I think that would have been the focus of season four. Him trying to get his body back so that he can properly protect his kid. Now, counterpoint. Counterpoint. Does she have an abortion? Because if she had an abortion, the whole prophecy is for not anyways. Um, because the kid would be what? aborted. Here, here's an idea. What if she tried and it didn't work? And it didn't work. It just wouldn't come out. Yeah. That'd be cool. Or it came out alive. That'd be interesting. That you know, yep. Wanda has character flaws. That, well, that not even necessarily that that's a flaw, but you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, like, yeah, hundred you know, percent. Yeah, like she has her limits. Everybody does. Yep. Um, and I think that that would the, the, another complication that could arise is the fact that, um, does he have power if he doesn't have the shroud? If he frees himself from the shroud, which is the source of his power, mm-hmm. and does he become Coleostro, essentially, mm. who has, like, he's got his magic sword, um, which, like, even Spawn doesn't have a magic weapon. He has his bodysuit. If he loses his bodysuit, he becomes a trained fighter who loses all of his power, which means how can Not he protect Not necessarily, though, people? because the suit is its own thing. The suit's his own, or, or, bleh, own organic thing, right? So he, you know, even if he didn't have the, the suit anymore in the, in the, the shroud or whatever he still has the hell powers unless he wastes all of them but i thought i thought the hell powers were linked to that shroud i don't know in the i think in the comics it says that the suit is its own thing so he can use he can basically use the suit as much as he wants he just can't use his hell powers too much so that's like that's like healing and teleporting and so the stuff that's related to like the suit doing things and like flying him around and like grabbing people and stuff. None of that ha- affects this like countdown timer that he's got. But as soon as he starts using his hell power, yeah, that's innate. It's like built uh, into his body. There, there was a the one part in the first season where that building fell on him after yeah. Overkill or whatever. Yeah, and you see the timer. And then there was, oh, yeah. I think, after he fucked Chapel up with a uh, with with his mind or whatever. The that timer, timer came down. up, yeah. yeah. That's interesting, too, because you don't see that timer ever in season two or three, pretty much. It doesn't come back. Other than... I didn't... I don't. Yeah, I don't know if it I comes mean, back in season it three. It might have when he was fighting Chapel. I'm sure... I'm sure... It, it, we just said it did when he was fighting. Yeah. But other than that, he hasn't... Uh, he, he doesn't seem to use his hell power, which almost... Like I, nobody I, tells him that they can't like that he can't use his hell power. He no. kind of just goes to the I mean, armor, it, he gets all his guns and shit, and it's suggested that perhaps, like someone at some point suggests very vaguely that he might want to not use it all the time because he has a limited amount. Mm-hmm. But no one has ever told him or us what happens when it runs out, other than like this vague idea of he'd probably go back to hell kind of thing. Um. So is he is he deliberately not using it because uh, he wants to separate himself from hell? Because if he's trying to become a good person, does him avoiding using the hell power make him feel like a better person? Or is it because he just no- wants to use what he knows? Um, I would say that a lot of the time he, he, knows, he, he, like, he knows he has it. Like, I'm going to use 
the chapel, the the chapel part, and then we'll we'll yeah. try to get back to uh, what we the think will happen season. the next season. But uh, I think he knows he has it. He just he just chooses not to use it like that much. Like he grabs chapel by the head and he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to like basically mental, like, and like he, mind he, fuck. He does basically. it to uh, Jason Wynn as well. A little bit. Does he? Yeah. A little bit. He like gets in his head and gives oh, him those dreams yeah, yeah. and uh, like fucks with him a bit in his office or whatever, Yeah. but nothing extreme. And there's no timer brought up for that. Yeah. See, it's kind of inconsistent. Yeah. Like in, in the comics, it's like pretty consistent. Like he's like, I can't use my my fucking powers because I don't know how long I have. Yeah. Like I don't know, like. Say I got to use if, it only if, when I have to. Yeah. If like I were to heal myself, I don't know how much, how much that uses. If I were to mind fuck someone, I don't know how much that uses. So he just he he really tries hard not to use it in the comics. That's interesting, and and it seems that he tries hard not to use it in the show. Um. Yeah. I don't know. So there we go. So season four, um, I think that would have been the big conflict is him trying to figure out if it's worth it to, to ditch the shroud, because if he gets rid of the shroud, um, he li- he walks as a man, he walks as a man, yeah. he returns to being a person, but then he also is now an enemy of hell. Um, he's but a fugitive, man. he's never, he's never truly an ally of heaven because he's not, it's not like he's worthy of heaven. So, he uh, well whatever that means i mean it's it's very obvious at this point in the in the yeah. show that heaven is no better than hell and yeah. in any way they're just two different places exactly of people and people are going to be people no matter what people do so people are just people man that's my thoughts what are your thoughts on what a season four would have looked like okay so i'm gonna start off with uh jason Wynn because i think this is like when I was <clears throat> when I was reading through the comics, this is like the one thing that popped in my head. I'm like, oh, that could have been for season four. So basically what ends up happening is Heaven takes Jason Wynn. Like they basically abduct him like aliens. Interesting. All and right. they they take him up in this like heaven spaceship thing. I mean, they would do di- they would do it differently in the show for sure. But they take him up, they basically kill Jason Wynn and make him into this thing called the anti spawn. The anti spawn. The anti spawn. Oh shit. So it's like Heaven's version of of, of spawn. a spawn. And yeah, he's going around trying to kill spawn, and I don't know if he's like a he bounty doesn't... hunter on steroids, basically. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, spawn like beats him once, then he goes back up, and they they're like, oh, we're and this is like this is like Jason Wynn's own purgatory. Like it's not like a pleasant experience for yeah. him. They basically. It's called like heavenly fire or something. So they like, it feels like he's on fire inside all the time. Like that's what it feels like. He's like so trapped. Rather in- than being tormented by his wrongdoings, he's tormented in physical pain. Pretty much. Like the reason by he. By heaven. Yeah. Like it's, I don't know. I mean, it's more it's connection weird. that they're the same thing. Yeah, exactly. At the end yeah. of the day, right? They're, yeah. they're oh, no yeah, different than each other. I don't know. Sometimes I just have like, it's, it's hard to, I don't know. Sometimes. Because in the okay, cause, so because in the movie, right? They yeah. when they were talking about burning the gates of heaven down, yeah. They just made it. They just made it like heaven was like this, this nice little place where people went to live out the rest of their eternity. I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah, pretty much. They didn't even touch the. Which I mean, to be fair, 
again, it's meant for a younger audience. Yeah. It's meant for a more broad audience. So it makes mm. more sense that they would try to avoid making yeah. Christians angry. And sometimes like I, I forget that. So I was like, why would heaven do that? But it's like, they're not as clear cut. Yeah. They're, they're basically and, and cut from the same I cloth. Love in, in storytelling in general. I love talking about characters and people and groups that are, that are like that, you know, cause like, you know, there, there are good people and there are bad people, but nobody's ever, you know, it's not black and white. There's ever. always a gray area. Everybody's yeah. the hero of their own story. You know, even when, when pe people are, are shitty and do shitty things, like they're, they justify it. They, they, mm. whatever it is they're doing, like they think that what they're doing is right. Yeah. You know? And I, I think they even, they even mentioned that like after, after we finished the third season or whatever, and we were watching that little, after, yeah, the like it, interviews. It it doesn't matter. It's not about good and evil or right and wrong. It's more about whose side you're on. Yeah, right. A hundred percent. Right. Like, like it's all about like point of view and yeah. you know everything else. Like I could I could look at a character for one movie and say, yeah, I think that's justified or whatever. And you could look at another character from another movie or or the same movie and say, no, nah, man, I don't agree with that. Yep. And and that, that's not to say necessarily that morality is is subjective, but I mean, morality is kind of subjective, it's, you it, know, depending depending on yeah. where you were raised, depending who you were raised by, all, yeah, exactly, your culture, um, the the life you've lived changes what you believe is right and wrong, and it yeah. changes it changes what your you believe and your is point of view on everything, right? Exactly, you know, so, it's like you know, Spawn goes around killing all these people, and he insists all the time in the show, you know the people I kill deserve to die, mm -hmm. you know, and it's great. Like they do shitty things and some of them are shitty people. And, and, yeah. and but all you of only, that, but you but, only see it from his point of view. You don't it, see yes. it from his victim's point of view. They That's could have true. been people just fighting for their country or yeah. whatever. Right. And, and even at, and even at the end of the day, um, the people who are doing the things that he's killing, like the, the justice of things is, is not, you know, an eye for an eye, the justice of things is you, you're punished for your actions by, you know, going to jail or paying a fine. And that, that's like the societal justice, right? So like, yeah. is that what's moral or is it morality that these people who have done harm to others should have harm done to them? Like what? Yeah, is... there, there was that, I think it was in, I think it was at the beginning of season three when, um, Al Simmons and that other guy were tied up to that tree and the yes. one, his buddy yep. got hacked to death with a, with a machete. Yep. And he just went and he started like shooting everybody, right? Yeah. Like he like it just drove him fucking crazy. Even right? after they'd been saved and they were free, he just started picking yeah, off the people. Just... Even though they weren't the ones that necessarily did it, you know, they were associated yeah. with the people yeah. who did it and that was enough. Yeah, exactly. And And that I, I think that was the turning point. Because that that piece that we see, that clip you mentioned, yeah, is towards the end, but it's linked with those other scenes where he's in the past talking with people who are telling him he's changed. Like, I think that, mm. and then, you know, he's told that's the moment mm. where hell took him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's, yeah. That's what I was going to say too. And the other thing is too, it's like, um, I guess it's, it's a, a question of like revenge, right? So he goes and picks all, picks off all these people, but then after he feels even worse about it. So it's like, <laughs> I'm going to quote Batman forever. All right, here. let's do it. Let's do <laughs> it. I'm ready. He said, my body it, is ready. <laughs> But in the movie, he says, like, revenge doesn't make the pain go away. It'll make it worse. And they don't show that in that movie. But in Spawn, I think that's, like, a little bit more relevant. It's like, you know, he, he goes off and he just axes off all these people. And then, you know, obviously the circumstances behind Spawn are quite different than most people. But, you know, the roots are the same. He comes yeah. back as 
I couldn't really say like a new person or a new being exactly, but he comes back and like these things come to haunt him later. Mm -hmm. Right. And, And it, and it feels like the more violence he does as spawn, the more he's haunted too. Cause like by the time we get to the end of the first season or towards the end of the second season, after he's done all of this killing and he keeps going back to his like old ways and doing this cyclical back to the beginning thing. Yeah. He starts like the, the, the nights of being tormented get worse and worse. You know, the images get clearer. We learn more about, but like yeah. he's, he becomes more haunted, the more haunted he makes himself. So it almost like bears thinking that like, perhaps if he were to become a better person, he would, these haunting images would slowly dissipate potentially 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 that's the one <laughs> but i would i would totally watch an entire season i would watch the rest of that show if it was about jason Wynn as the anti-spawn yeah, and anti-spawn, spawn is the spawn like if, if it was like a batman and joker kind of thing yeah you know i think that would make for some great stuff it would make for uh some interesting i don't think it could go forever no, uh, no. But I think it, a couple of seasons. I think. Even. I think even if they ended it on season four, they could have had yeah. the anti-spawn in there. Well, the, then the the like the thing that I didn't like about it was that that prophecy shit. I don't like yeah. the I don't like when they do that in movies. Like, oh, it's the prophecy. Like you you impregnated a woman with your hell spawn seed now like this child will determine the fate of armageddon and all this and yeah. i'm like man it it, it feels the, too the simp- grandiose yeah the simplicity of it is gone yeah to be fair though i mean like it does call back to a tradition and a a historical sort of trend in which people would would prophesy these these things that is a very a very religious oh, yeah um heaven and hell sort of oriented sort of idea so it, it yeah. does make sense for the story that there's a prophecy it does make sense that it involves this i'm not necessarily saying it was the best if it was a different kind of prophecy like, yeah it seems like they they made it this this child right that actually has to grow up and like it's like this special child that has like visions and stuff so like I don't know, like, I, I don't know how, like, easy it would be to, well, not even easy, because nothing in film is easy, but, oh, no, never. you know, like, how how um, sustainable it would be having, and obviously it wasn't that sustainable, because, like, the show got, like, canceled in, like, the third season. And, yeah, like, I don't know what the Maybe deal, that but... was one of the reasons. They're like, man, we don't want to carry this on for, like, another three seasons. Like, well, and at the end Spawn of the day, Spawn hasn't like... even done anything till yeah. now. Except kill people, right? Like, and 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 that and begs, he does, he begs like, a problem because if the rest of the show is about this prophecy of his kid, that kind of takes away from his importance too. Yeah, right. It does, because yeah. it's it's not about him anymore. Everybody keeps saying that in season three, it's not about him. They don't want him. They want that this child. This child that he's he's sown and that's gonna yeah, you know like if they took some of the elements from the third season, like the stuff with Granny. Yep. And, you know, even, you know, Sam and Twitch, like Sam, Sam was definitely a lot different in season three because yep. of, you know, Twitch getting got, shot in the brain. Yeah, he got shot in the head. Right. Yeah. So he's like, you know, even when they're in the alley or in the office and he's like, hey, I've never seen your feminine side before. Right. Like that's a major a character development character that development. we haven't seen in Sam. Yeah, and exactly. it's interesting to see him, you know care for somebody yeah exactly rather than just being this sort of like like sarcastic sarcastic, cold like i am i'm a stereotypical masculine cop man yeah 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 exactly or like i'm a typical new york cop yeah exactly like you see a different side of them so if they took elements 
like the stuff with granny the stuff with sam and twitch and maybe put it in the second season took some of the maybe even kept some of the stuff in this like obviously the stuff with chapel um the stuff with the uh the guy going like the guy going around in the taxi keep all that kind of stuff in yeah but take away all the even the guys with the bibles that was in the second season. That was in the yeah, second so season, yeah. So even that stuff, like, you can keep some of that. Oh, actually, another thing I want to talk about was uh, Joey Joey and Frankie. Right, the first episode <clears throat> of the first season. No, that was the... Or the third season. Was it the third season? I think. Oh, okay. Anyways. So? Anyways, it doesn't matter. I, I, I just, feel like that... That was so a... I like that. I watched it... The way I, I watched the show, just to clarify, is it, it is available on YouTube. Yes. Um... Paul owns it, but because we're in separate houses, you know, it was easier for me to just find it on YouTube. And it was basically clumped into like three episode batches where it was like three episodes in a, in a video, three episodes in a video for like two, uh, two videos per season. So there's moments that feel like it might have been the beginning or the end of a season. And to me, that felt like the intro to season three, mm. kind of, because I- we're introducing new characters we're introducing a new, new dynamic. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it ends, but it's just, it had this intensity and ferocity I, of like coming back for another season. I don't know. Yeah, and I, I think that also segued into uh, Fosberg, didn't it? Yeah, it did, yeah. Yeah, because... Because that's where we learn about him. That's where we get those flashbacks. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, Spawn essentially killed him. Yeah, it's basically right? an entire episode didn't kill, where... Well, he, he, he didn't kill him physically, flashbacks. but yeah. No, but he he led to his death. But that, that was a good section too. Like, keep stuff like that in there too like i I like that but it was just it was just stuff was happening and it was like oh spawn spawn's not sure what he wants to do yet yeah there was a lot of that in season there was like three episodes of season two could have been cut probably um or replaced with more interesting content i'll just do a fan edit of spawn do it the the series and see where i'd watch it i'd watch it (laughs) Uh, all right, let's let's close this off. Let's do some closing statements. Um, right. As as much as we ever do closing statements, <laughs> um, I think we should finalize this by doing what we have been talking about, saying we were gonna do, which is a, a little bit of a comparison. We only have about seven minutes left or so, but um, let let's compare. So there's there's a comic, there's a movie, there's a show. We don't need to really talk about the movie. We've already talked about the movie. Yeah, and it's. We've talked about it. It's terrible, yeah. and we know it's not as good as either of the other two. But ver- the show versus the comic, um, from what I, I haven't, like I said, I haven't read all the comics, but like from what I have read, it feels, it feels like the original. You know, this is like this is Todd McFarlane writing his story, mm, yeah. and you can feel he's like he's building it, he's developing it, he's creating all of these content, he's he's making this full world, mm. and now it's being adapted to a show which can do better than a movie can but is still not going to live up to what you know the original creator put into the original content yeah and book. i i even think i even think with uh with the show i think this is like a direction that Todd McFarlane probably wanted to go with Spawn at first like from the beginning because when you think about it it's still a comic kids are still buying them yeah right? fair enough kids are still buying them and like you know they're they're pretty violent and pretty um you know heady i guess as it is yeah so i think i think the hbo series is what todd mcfarlane wanted to do with the comic that he just couldn't because there there was like the comics code authority 
saying like, oh, you can't show this in comics and blah, blah, blah. Because kids was one, buy them, kids yeah, watch them. Yeah, and that was one of the reasons I think he left Marvel as well, is that they're probably telling him what he can and can't do all well, the time. Well, because Mar- Marvel is very... Marvel Marvel and DC are kind of like the Disney of comics, and people are going to hate me for saying this, but they totally are. Because, oh, yeah, big Because time. They're, they're the big giants who have made their name creating fam essentially family friendly content mm-hmm. yeah. in insofar as like comics go um to a mass production level you know oh man okay i i just i i need to talk about this for a okay minute. do it okay so i i saw the tra- did you see the trailer for the new spider-man movie the into the spider-verse no 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 or, uh uh far away from home or whatever no it's i have not i did not even know there was another one uh-oh Man, it looks like another fucking Marvel Disney movie. These movies are starting to all look the same, man. I'm like, I I have heard. I'm I have just heard. I'm just we're, not I, into them. I, man. I know I know we're a little off topic, but yeah. this is okay. But I I've heard that Into the Spider Verse has got to be, if not the best Spider Man movie ever made, one of the it best looks like Marvel like comic movies it, ever made. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. But apparently, the animation style that they use is currently like currently Sony's trying to patent it because it's so unique and it's so comic booky yeah that it looks like scott pilgrim yeah yeah yeah, it looks like they literally took a comic and turned it into a movie yeah apparently they're trying to patent it now and everybody i've talked to just raves about how it's a movie you have to watch in theaters to like experience it and all that like it's and and it's different you know but Mm. but to go back to that point of the new spider-man i mean like they've redone the, the thing so many times now that at this point there's it's it's just a lot of the same movie. I'll, I'll, it's you know, and that's yeah. that's what the comics are. That this this is why I, I couldn't read a lot of a lot of those superhero comics. I, there I are tried. a lot of there are a lot of good ones out there. There are, but 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 the, uh, there is also a lot of the same and a lot of um, yeah, big time. A lot of like re rebuilding and and reuniversing the same things. And like while I find it extremely fascinating the the idea of creating a universe so in depth and so interesting and so loved that yeah. you can take the character and just transplant them to another universe and change the story and be yeah, like oh this is, is a different yeah, that, it's a cool concept and yeah. then like interweaving it all together like what what superhero comics and Marvel and DC have built is this interconnected complicated universe that's so big and has such a rich history now that like it it just it's fascinating and, but also yeah, and I feel There's like that. that's that's what Image was trying to do. Yeah, with Spawn when, and the Youngbloods. Yeah, and the Youngbloods and everything. Like, did you get up to that? I, I read some stuff about oh, the okay. Youngbloods, yeah. So I felt like that's what they were trying to do. It it didn't work out, obviously. No. I think Spawn is the only, the only one in Image Comics that's still going, I think. But regardless, like, Spawn, like, Spawn was like um, the comic, like, it could have been like the comic book universe for the like the the adults. Right. It could have been. Cuz yeah, it's like it's like man, I want like this stuff is like so cool like what Marvel's doing with their shared universe and everything. Like everybody's trying to do it right yeah. now, right? Oh yeah. But it's like it's it's just I don't know. Like I just I want to see something something else. Yeah. No, you know, 100%. I'm, I'm just, as much as I like comic books and superheroes, everybody who knows me knows that. But uh, man, I'm so sick of seeing the same thing in the mm-hmm. theater all the time. It's like, oh, another Iron Man's movie coming out. And like, and like when the the problem is, and and to go into a, a just a brief moment of like talking about you know theory and and discussion on that. Yeah. But like, um, I think the reason that these movies keep getting made is because they're cash like, cows. Well, yeah, the the, yeah. the the companies who make them 
have the money to market them, mm. and they have the money to create these sort of like visually stunning things so that when people go to the theater, the thing that they've heard about is the next Superman or the next Spider-Man or the next Batman or the next yeah. whatever. And then when they go to the theater, that's what's in their mind. So that's what they watch. And they sit down in an IMAX with their 3D glasses and they see this visually stunning piece of of film that doesn't necessarily have any like doesn't There's always nothing... have substance or like or like cr- I, I just I, like I'd say pretty much all people like walking out of a movie thinking they um they took something away from it right I think a lot of people do and I think you know, a lot of people like to think they do but at the end of the day I think a lot of people just want mindless something mindless to put in front of their face to make them forget about like, a shitty day but even still like you could take a movie like mad max fury yeah. road for example and you can take something away from it mm-hmm. but i don't know when i watched spider-man homecoming i was just like i didn't watch it so yeah I was, but but to, but, anyways, but to finish, I feel to finish like, the line of thought yeah yeah um because they have the money to market it and they have this like track record of these like just gigantic blockbusters people go to watch them so much so that when you do see an independent IP come to the to come to a theater, you either don't really know it's there because there's not been any marketing for it, or it's like not really prominently displayed because it's not the movies that they expect to make money off of. Anyways, yeah. it's got a much more limited run than the superhero movies would have. Yeah. And so then these independent, like more like unique stories that are not part of the yeah. big Marvel supergiant yeah. don't make money. And then everyone's like, oh, well, they don't make money, so we better just keep making the things that make money. But, but like they're they, setting them up to fail. Right? Yeah, exactly. Like uh, like they said, the superhero movies are going to die like the Westerns, man. Yep. Yep. They and are. I think they should, like, I think they should because, you know, it'd be nice to see a superhero movie kind of like in the 90s or whatever come out every now and again. And, but it could be really good, right? Like, I think we've had like a really good run with superhero yep. movies on what makes them, what make them good and what make them shit right spawn is a good example mm-hmm. right but you know um you know when they when they die off then there could be like a resurgence of superhero movies just a little bit more tame you know yeah give or them, even just like give them one a year budget. yeah one, exactly. one one a year one every couple of years like you know good budget good production value a lot of time spent writing them and developing them so that they create yeah. but the problem is they want to they want to build this universe like marvel and the comics has made so they want this plethora of films that people have to watch to understand and they they want to go back and and relive these and, moments with these characters and th- this has been an argument made many times is you can make standalone movies that tie into other movies, but just have them as standalone movies. Like you yep. shouldn't have to watch every single fucking movie just to know what's happening in the next one. Yep. You know, why don't like just have them as good standalone movies, man. I, I was going to the theater a little while ago. And I mean, maybe I'm sound, maybe I'm making that sound a lot simpler than it is. Cause it's not simple, but I mean, writing, writing <laughs> and producing and creating con- content is, is extremely difficult. Mm. And you, you know, as both of us know, it's, mm. it's a hard business to be in. Um, but, I think to to close off this this Marvel conversation, I think I'll end with I went to the theater with some friends, uh, non film friends, just some other people I know. Yeah. Um, and we didn't know what to watch, but we but it was suggested we should watch Aquaman. And I was like, all right, I mean, this is another one of those DC movies, and they haven't been had a very good track record, but it had Jason Momoa in it, and everybody wanted to go watch it, so we went and watched it, and um, it was exactly what I had expected, which is terrible writing 
Mm. Uh, the acting was fairly mediocre all throughout. The story was not very well done. Uh, they tried to cram way too much stuff into way too short of a time period. Um, that, and it left me feeling like I, I had kind of not really needed to watch it at all. But it was visually amazing, like the, the yeah. effects of what, Atlantis yeah. and the, the costuming and like the production design mm. what blew me away. But the rest of it was so mediocre that it didn't make up for it. So yeah. and, and that's just the trend, it seems, these days with these and, kind of movies. And and, you know, we, we miss the, the the shows like Spawn, say, that had a little more originality to them. And yeah. And like um, not only that, but it was just different. Yeah. Well, I guess it's the same uh, thing, yeah. but it, you know, you know what I mean. Like, even something like uh, there's another character called Lobo, just okay. like pretty hardcore, like Spawn, right? Yeah. But you don't have. There's no movie of him. They've been nope. trying to make a movie for. I him mean, for I'm I'm amazed years. they got an R-rated Deadpool movie out there. Well, it Once Upon a Deadpool was uh, a bit of an experiment to see if they could actually release Deadpool as a PG-13 movie. Yeah. Because I was watching, I was watching just small, small tangent, but yeah. um, I was watching this movie with my dad yesterday and he's like, have you seen Deadpool 2? And he's like, the one with the moose antlers. And I was like, the one with the moose antlers? Moose like, antlers? Yeah. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And then I went over and I was like, don't watch this. This is Disney's experiment to pretty much make, to see if Deadpool could work as a PG-13 movie. Rather I was like, than don't, an R. Yeah. I was no. like, don't waste your money no. on this. And also the the sheer fact that like the character of Deadpool is as close to Spawn as we're gonna get in a mainstream comic universe, and yeah. making someone like that crammed into a PG thirteen movie. Well, we know how we work. know it doesn't work because it didn't work for fucking Spawn. There you go, right? Yeah. So so um, there we go. So I think I don't know what you think, but I think that this is probably the end of our discussion of Spawn. I don't know if there's much more we can go without like actually sitting down reading all the comics and have a comic discussion, but I don't think that's necessarily what this it's, podcast is. It's not is. necessary. Um, Spawn gets... We could we could briefly just kind of talk about what happens to Spawn later on in the comics, and it gets pretty goofy. And Does it? Yeah, like he fights this thing called Cygor, which is a cyborg gorilla. Oh, God. Um, okay, so at, le at least, if nothing know, else, Overkill has something that like, there's some relevance in there he's kind of like you could even say he's a mirror of spawn in some ways right yeah he's like he's not quite human he goes around killing people he enjoys it yeah he enjoys yeah. it and spawn even enjoys it at first you know like there's all these yeah. all these different things but yeah um, um so i don't know what we'll do next week what do you what do you what do you think we should do next well week? i don't know because i want to i want to have i feel like i made a lot of suggestions and i'm like Man, am I am I like taking this over too much? Oh so? no! So all right, so here's a thought, and th this could be dangerous. I, I'm saying this. I'm saying this on air Let's because I think this it might be, you know, for our our listeners, they may want to have an idea of what might be coming. All right. Um, but while we're on the guns of animation, because we've talked about animation in, um, in Spawn, so mm. North American animation, um, and I think Japanese it would be interesting. Animation? I would love to talk about Akira, and I haven't seen it. Um, so yeah, I think, I'm definitely I down think with that. It could be. I say dangerous because Akira is an extremely well discussed piece of work. Mm. It's extremely, uh, it's groundbreaking in well, so many ways. Well, Ryan, we're extremely well discussed. Sorry, we are. We are totally. <laughs> 
Um, but I, I just I don't want our episode, our discussion of it to become a, a rehash of what other people have said, and I don't mm. want our discussion of it to to fall short of what other people have said, and I don't want to to so so it'll be it'll be a bit more work for us if we take the route of talking about Akira, but I it's I would argue one of the most influential, if not the most influential, sci-fi animation that has be, ever been made. Um, That's a tall order, man. That's a it, tall order. It is a tall order, but it's it's considered that, and uh, it's got a lot of weird elements, and it's super out there, and it's it's uh, it's really good. So yeah. it would be a, an interesting transition going from North American animation um, and North American storytelling, and North American as well. story, storytelling to mm. a Japanese storytelling and Japanese animation. So yeah, I think that's it. something that we can maybe consider for next week. Yeah, and totally. I have it. I have the special edition on Blu-ray. So excellent. Bam. I like it. All right. All we'll right. catch you guys in the next episode. And uh, yeah, follow us on Instagram. Ah, uh, yeah, we got our Twitter, uh, Instagram Sorry. at Cinematics Podcast. Cinematics Podcast on on Instagram. Inst- Instagram man. and uh, Cinematics Cast on Twitter. Um, or you can follow me as well. I kind of share stuff. I've got uh, LinkedIn profiles for my production company under which this is kind of housed. I've got. Um, Dark Souls Films on Instagram, Dark Souls Films on Twitter, Dark Souls Films on LinkedIn, Dark Souls Films on Facebook. Um, so you can find us all at, the, at those places. And as always, if you uh, don't want spoilers, don't listen to this episode. Make sure you uh, watch the movie and the shows and stuff first. And if you don't care or if you've already done it, no spoilers were given in this episode. Not really. No. I mean, there was a couple, but like. Yeah. yeah find, find Spawn and watch it for yourself. It's a good one. Do it. See you next time. Bye.